1: Hello, once again, Pats fans and Foxborough faithful. We welcome you to the latest and always greatest edition of Six Rings and Football Things, a presentation of WEI, Odyssey, and 2400 Sports. Today, you got your old pal, Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart, and we bring you all the grades, awards, and mid-season accolades that the most stagnant offense in the NFL 2022 deserves. That's right, it's the bi-week reflect and preview episode we'll take a look at how the patriots have fared through the first nine games of the 2022 season give out our grades mid-season awards and such and then we'll preview the eight games to come and give you an idea whether or not the patriots will amble and or find their way to a path to the playoffs or if all hope is lost andy overall just first impression let's play the single word association game okay Give me one adjective to describe the first half or the first nine games of the 2022 season for your New England Patriots. Meh. (laughs) Um, A word I probably would actually have to go to the Urban Dictionary to seek the proper definition of. And this is a word also that I don't think I started using until recently when internet speak found its way into our day-to-day vernacular. I would go with janky.
2: I don't know what that means.
1: So please explain. Cl- clunky. Oh, clunky. I like yeah. middling. Mi- yeah. Mediocre. Middling. Yeah. Non-plus. I, I really th- I think just three simple letters. Meh. Yeah. yeah. This and, has been and- a very meh season. Your starting quarterback who we ne- know it has needed to develop has not. He is so far removed from the stellar play of his excellent rookie season and the uh, injury it riddled invitation to the Pro Bowl. It's ridiculous. The Patriots were a power rushing team last year. They're now 24th in yards per carry in the NFL. They're not doing any one thing on the score, the ball side of the team, particularly well. Sure. Nick folk is an all-star once again, and the defense is actually playing better than I think even we thought they could, especially in the secondary where we had questions aplenty. but it's all about the O and it's just such a grind and a frustrating watch. Uh, Uh, I I wonder if we're going to pass out a grade to anyone on the offensive side that'll be anything
2: your parents would have been proud of on a report card. Well, and don't you – I I said this to Mutt on Mutt at Night that like – Good place to say it. be weird if I said it to somebody else like Rich Keefe. Hey, Mutt. (laughs) Wait, you're not Mutt. Who am I? Why am I here? Um, We kind of nailed this. And I know we talked a little bit about this the other day, like – I know Dan Arlovsky has been big on the regression and Matt Patricia and all, like, yeah, we've been talking about it for months and months and months. We expected it. We got what we expected. Like, and I think that makes it even less interesting or entertaining. And really, if you take out the Zappy era, that little teeny Zappy uh, fever era.
1: <laughs> oh, that, that how we all long for and pine for the excitement of the Zappy ride and well, how Bill Belichick inadvertently killed it on a Monday night on a national
2: primetime stage. So, let me ask you a question. So, we're five and four. Mm-hmm. Mac is broken. Mm-hmm. Um, you're still a half game out of the playoffs. You have opportunity moving forward, all those things. You're a, a team with a winning record and you're in the basement of your division. Yes. Where would we be right now? Mm hmm record wise and um let's say feel or aura or or overall i don't know energy and patriot nation Mm -hmm. if mac jones never got hurt and we never had the bailey zappy era mac was healthy played all those games where would we be like would the record be better or worse because remember zappy won two games so you're five and four two of those wins are zappies like do you think Mac would be in a better place or would be he have been beaten down more? May he have, I don't know, because I was a big believer, like, oh, you would have blown out the Lions with mm-hmm. Mac Jones at quarterback. Maybe you don't. Maybe you bears it and get your butt whooped by the Lions and it's even uglier. So Ooh. if Mac never got hurt, mm-hmm. where do you believe he and the Patriots would be right now in this bye week? Exactly in the same spot. Okay, so nothing changes. I- nope. No, I I, now the the, the
1: final scores, the energy, the result, the most the wave we rode, the fun that we had during the Zappy Hour, that that was all great, and thank goodness for that. But then it got to be a little overbearing, and then some Pats fans showed their fickle, impossible to please nature. The even players were calling them spoiled. Your people were back on Mac. The Mac Apologist Tour has begun. Your people, yes, the Fraud Squad, yes, as pointed out by the Troll Patrol. Thank you, your people. Yeah, your people.
2: You need Uh me, thank you. You need me on this wall. I
1: love no. I yes, we want you on that. I'm not sure if we want you on that wall, but I know we got you on that wall. And sometimes, yes, I will admit we do need you on that wall. Okay. We would be in the exact same spot. The final score is results and the nature of the ride
2: would be different, but the destination would be the exact same. Okay. Um, I don't totally disagree because I think you also have the weirdness. Let's just say Max stumbles in one of those two wins. Mm -hmm. Well, he might also beat the bears. If you don't have that weirdness of he gets pulled zappy comes in that game spirals out of control, or maybe he beats green Bay who we have talked about a fraud squad. Holy yeah, moly. No longer an impressive win. No longer impressive to hang with green Bay. Cause they're just not very good. So you <sighs> should hang with them. Um, okay. So that's, that's the big picture. Cause I do believe the big picture is I, now. I think some people like we made fun of some of your people, again, the, uh, the fraud squad that, I think there was a little more optimism with some people like maybe given the soft part of the schedule mm-hmm. the early year maybe you'd have built a 6 and 3 record instead of 5 and 4 and and whatever but I think we expected the offense to not be very good or be a work in progress as it was dubbed yesterday in Mac Jones's press conference by one of the mm-hmm. questioners and you know he kind of said all offenses are works in progress mm, not so sure Mac not so sure some of fine tuning. Can, yeah there's yeah, there's a difference between like uh,
1: you know, you can take a car to the shop because, uh, you need just, you know, uh, one belt went out or you need like power steering fluid in a, in right. a, in a tune-up, uh, and maybe a cabin air filter. And then there's uh oh, the tranny's about to drop out. We're just needing a complete <laughs> right. engine overhaul.
0: You know, or- I, I hate
1: to say it. The Patriots are kind of trending more in the, do I give this to cars for kids, um, uh, or do I sink the money into it? And I think they're going to have to sink the money into it at this point, as opposed to just like a tune-up.
2: Yeah. And there's cars that can drive into the mechanic's, uh, parking lot and say there's a funny noise could you look at it tell me if mm-hmm. it's a big deal or i can ignore it and then there's um is this triple a could you come pick my car up it's on the side of the road and i forgot if i have AAA plus a plus and
1: i get more than a three mile tow so <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um okay so yeah oh I, no I t- totally and totally andy 100 per, like 100 like i just put together a little piece for dot com it's a it's a five point bi-week checklist for the Patriots. And I love living only I'm, five? I'm a daily well, I just because you know it works in, you know, works in fives. I, I it's too easy to go six pack because then everyone's going to be like, ah, Fitzy's already thinking of what he's going to be enjoying when he finishes his article. Uh truth, actually usually it's a four pack because I'm, you know, it's craft snobby like that. But you I went with finish. a five spot. And one of the pieces uh they were uh that that to-do list I think is you know pretty apparent to anyone who's watched the first half of the season, but it's basically uh get healthy straighten out the offensive line fix mac jones improve red zone efficiency and uh finally what the hell was the last one uh oh stop turning the damn ball over those are the five things the patriots need to vote now the playbook and play calling sort of factors into the fix mac or mac repair shop if you will Uh, because they're working hand in hand at this point like if the playbook gets better the play calling improves mac will likely play better if mac understands it better. Or just says F this playbook and starts free freelancing before he ultimately gets pulled again. The offense will look better. But everything else is football fundamentals 101.
2: I I I like the um the vagaries of fix Mac. Good luck. <laughs> Get back to me when he's fixed. Yeah. So well, it's definitely, definitely like the him. longest paragraph for sure for sure in the piece, but uh because I and I I I mean I agree with all of those, and you you're right, there's some overlapping there in the various mm-hmm. ways, like um you know if you fix mac you probably stop turning it over as much because he's been at the center of some of those turnovers
1: and if you and if you get healthy overall and you straighten out the offensive line there's a good chance mac jones will also look better ish
2: yes yeah Uh, so
1: there's a there is almost a good point there's a cascading corollary probably between all five all the way down one connects to five neck bone to
2: leg bone the flip side of that is if you can't Get the ball rolling mm-hmm. in that area, like connecting the dots. Well, then you may never fix any of them because they're all interrelated equally. So the positive is they're all interrelated. And if you kind of get them moving in the right direction, maybe they all improve. Mm-hmm. The negative would be if you can't get them all moving in the right direction, then maybe you know the offensive line, the health, the whatever keeps Mac from being fixed. And oh my God, it's the end of the year and we still suck and all that. Yeah, have a nice uh Christmas. See you in 2023, Pats fans. Yeah, I mean the
1: Andy, I can't tell you, and I know in the back half of this podcast we'll get to how we think the second half of the season will go. Quick game by game, win loss, blah blah, and how the Pats will finish. Loss, now with our loss, <laughs> loss, <laughs> loss. I think they're still on target for my preseason prediction. And I'm feeling pretty good about it. Uh, I'm not feeling good or good enough about how the offense is performing right now. I still think they get to the record I called before the season. But uh,
2: before we get what there, let's that hand thirteen out, and four. What's that? 13 and 4 was it? Or uh no, hold on.
1: That was our friend Ian Logue from PatsFans.com who predicted who sort of laid out that piece. Here's how the Patriots can get to 13 wins. Um, we disagree. So I, I think he was uh, unfairly trolled, or you know, you guys gave him too much of the business. I understand that the website is called Pat's Fans and he's a diehard like myself. Uh technically, 13 wins still on the table. Yes, <laughs> could absolutely could happen. I'm not sure. I haven't read Ian's piece in a while again, but you know it's it's fun to like sh- you know shoot arrows in the air hoping that maybe you know you'll sh- you know shoot a star but like mm. with being realistic it's not it's not going to happen and i don't care what the record ends up being so long as all of us that have watched enough patriots football agree that they are a good team or an improving team by season's end with hope for 2023 this is not the come on pats i'll see you in arizona time
2: yeah i would say just get back to level and level would yeah. be you think Mac is your franchise quarterback because I think there's enough of a portion of Patriot Nation slash Foxborough faithful Mm
0: -hmm. slash
2: fraud slash fraud squad (laughs) slosh.
0: (laughs) The the slosh
1: is where we kind of find ourselves and what a lot of them wish they were in for some of these games. But uh,
2: enough of those people have turned on Mac and no longer think Mac is the guy. And if he's not the guy, well, then you're in trouble because you've become one of those teams that's in a little you know, dryer just bouncing around and they're rolling over quarterback, no quarterback, quarterback, no quarterback. And we know that's ask the Cleveland Browns. That's mm-hmm. the worst place to be. And then it forces you to do crazy stuff at the end of it to try. Like Uf- trade I- half
1: your team away and think you've acquired a franchise quarterback only to realize that he's kind of washed and the team is a mess. And now you've mortgaged your future and he probably should be wearing a play sheet on his wrist. Hello, Russell so- Wilson. So let's get into, uh, let's get into the, uh, the grades and awards. Yeah. Uh, Now, fortunately our pal Kyrie Thompson at WeEi.com, the host of the first and Foxborough podcast has laid out some grades for the new England Patriots in advance. Let's quickly play agree or disagree Andy Hart. And it begins with the offense overall. Uh, He gives
2: them a C minus disagree. You give them a D plus. I'd probably give them like a D minus or an F. I mean,
1: Whoa, I, that dude
2: hash. Really? Um, Yeah, they stink. What's been yeah. good about the offense, not named Ramondre Stevenson with a snippet of Jacoby Myers. Yeah,
1: I was, when mm. I saw the other day that um, mm. Kobe Myers is the leading receiver mm. of the wide receivers with 40 catches, the next closest is 15 catches with like Parker gross. And oh my God. Like and I would also that's, argue that's
2: that's not bad. That's pathetic. I would that's argue just that no pathetic. one, no one on offense has overachieved other than Ramondre Stevenson. Everyone yep. else has underachieved across the offensive line, the quarterback, mm-hmm. the running mm-hmm. backs, the receivers. The born didn't make a leap. So to me, C is average, right? C mm-hmm. is like you just do the work expected of you. You don't go above and beyond. You didn't really study for the tests. You just mm-hmm. kind of show up, but you paid attention. You were in class. You got a C. C minus? Hell no. I mean, maybe I'm a little harsh with an F because you do have Ramondre Stevenson and you mm-hmm. do have a little, but also mix in the predictability and the, the laughability that Dan Orlovsky is is looking at the, mm. the Patriots offense through like that. Working I, on spacing during the bye week. I mean, the, my Oh God. my God, spacing? What are we freaking, a, a Pop Warner team? Like oh. that to me screams of just. I worry about, honestly, problems.
1: Andy is like a town youth sports baseball dad coach. Spacing issues to me are when you're in T-ball and someone hits a ball up the middle towards the pitching mound and then every single infielder and outfielder all rush in and converge on the ball and you've got eight kids trying to make a play to throw it to first. And by throw it to first, I mean throw it into the outfield or into the stands where mom and dad are sitting. That's where you have spacing issues. Yes. Not on a freaking NFL offense that previously last year finished set top,
2: top eight in scoring and efficiency. Well, we need to forget about that because a big factor of that is in Las Vegas dealing with his own struggles and trying to figure out his own issues with his team. Um, But Uh, I just, I'll go C. I'll stick, I'll stick with C minus. What? Boy, I wish you guys were my teachers. I would have had straight A's every effing term.
1: Well, you still went to a good enough school. Where else would you want to be? You're where you want to be, right? Yeah, I
2: was fine. I was very smart, but I'm just saying I could have, I could have like taken more days off and still Mm -hmm. finished C minus. You guys are out of well, your also, pool. I mean, like
1: I've seen, you know, I've seen if there've been a few glimpses of hope with like, you know, Bailey Zappi stepped in for a while and played well. That was kind of, that was kind of exciting. He got some, he got the offense going. You can't your forget franchise that.
2: He's a debacle.
1: Yeah. Well, see, that's where I'm going to disagree with Kyrie because next he gives the quarterbacks overall a C.
2: And Is I he would give this greater ever.
1: Uh, uh See, and I'm going to give them a D, and it would be an F for Mac Jones thus far. And it's not just all on uh, everything. Once again, has to come with the giant caveat disclaimer and or uh, you know
2: notation that
1: any grades about Mac Jones also reflect the coaching staff, offensive coordinators, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Well, that um, would be my question with the quarterbacks. D. How do I how do I include the scheme and the play calls and Matt Patricia? Because if I just I think Mac has been hung out to dry. So if I just mm-hmm. say Mac was hung out to dry, then maybe Mac is a, a, a C-level grade. Because I do think he hasn't thrown the ball well. He hasn't, nec- he hasn't been durable. He mm-hmm. exited two different games. We did two post-game shows where he was in the MRI room and couldn't even do his post-game press conference. Yeah,
1: isn't that great, by the way? Just a, an indictment of like the line play, the play calling. Again, Sh- this is the one thing that I agree with most about Shine Having Mac Jones, quote, stare into the abyss too often is just going to get this guy kid like two of the first three games your quarterback had to go get an MRI like that's effed up. Yeah, You're, it is it's super messed up. Um, uh, uh, anyway, so I I give the quarterbacks a D and Zappy brings it up from an F, uh, p- quarterbacks in play calling. Um, uh, I can't believe Kyrie gave it a C. It's just. It's not there. I'm sorry. It's just, it's not, it's not even close to there. It's a matter of fact, it's so far from there. It's almost like there was a destination and the journey began and you blindfolded the quarterback. And then you ended up surprised how little, uh, you know, intuition or instinct he had about getting to the destination. Like they've just mucked everything up.
2: <laughs> That's a good word. Or you could change the first letter. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I, I use mucked up for a reason. I could have said it also rhymes with the, have mucked it all up. um, all right. So you would obviously go lower. What would you go with? I gave a quarterbacks or a D uh,
2: I'll, I'll give you, I will grade a D um, because you're right. Zappy had a nice little stretch there, although he had to go in because Brian Hoyer did not have a nice little stretch there. Um, I just I I wonder what A is like on on a grading system here is A Josh Allen Patrick Mahomes like is that an A or are we saying Josh a? Allen hasn't
1: been an A he's been he's an A minus so far I would say probably because he could clean up the turnovers
2: okay but my point would be are we comparing Mac to Mac last year what you thought Mac could be or the best quarterbacks in the league or the best quarterback, uh, how, about, in the just, league how about just the
1: best quarterback for your offense,
2: factoring all of that in the way he
1: played last year, what you were hoping for this year, grading him against quarterback play this year and just
2: isolating a minute of himself. I would say D and yeah. and the thing that saves him from like a failing grade is, is I think he has a terrible instructor and professor who barely showed up and didn't give good notes and, and all of that. Or too or too many notes that nobody could understand in the first right. place. Yeah, this
1: is we're trying to we're trying to just do addition and subtraction, not Boolean math here. Uh, moving on, running backs, A minus. Kyrie said, "Um, that's a a lot of that is obviously that's the majority of that is Mondre. You got Damian Harris, a little over three hundred yards, four point three yards a carry. Uh, Mondre six hundred eighteen yards, four point eight yards a carry, thirty five catches for two hundred and a quarter yards.
2: Pretty yeah, damn
1: impressive. I, I mean, the kids are." Best player in this team and a star on the rise.
2: I, w- I would say A- minus is probably good because I think you've um, – you have to take into account no passing game, no quarterback play. Offensive mm-hmm. line has not been good, and you you guys have still been able to carry the load, even predictably. You know, last week the bottom fell out of a little bit of that with the, the tackles for a loss from the first play of the game, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but still a productive day for Ramondre Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Not as efficient in the passing game as he had been. Um, but, yeah, I have – I have very, very little criticism for the running backs and the way they've done their jobs. At the all.
1: backs. Exactly. Um, we lost time Montgomery a couple games in, we thought he was going to factor into the passing game. Still haven't even gotten an update on what the hell's gone on with his knee, his ankle, his ankle, knee, his leg, his lower anatomy period. That's been strange. I, 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 I don't understand why we haven't gotten much of a behavior self, why we haven't gotten much of an update on Ty Montgomery. And if he's going to factor into the equation at all in this 20, uh, 2022 season, um, I will say, uh, you know, and we'll get to offensive line in just a little bit. Ugh. That's the underwhelm. Yeah, I'm that's, done. that's what's really hurting the running attack. Because, the, like I said, 24th ranked rush attack in terms of yards per carry. Ramondre Stevenson, though, is fifth in yards in the NFL after contact. So that just tells you how much bacon he is saving or how much equity he is buying for the Patriots offense and how lucky they are to have this kid. And like you and I said in the post game before, and I still believe it, you gotta run everything through him. He's the most important piece. Moving on to wide receivers, C. I go uh, C, I go C minus.
2: Yeah, I'd have to go D. I think I would have to go D here as well. Right. I, I again, this ties into the offense, the quarterback, the play calling, the predictability, the scheme, all these different things. But Jacoby Myers has been good, although he's missed time to an injury, and he turned the ball over. So there's a couple hiccups even on his resume. And then everybody else has been non-factor, underwhelming, turnovers, Aguilar. Devontae Parker's been hurt. Devontae Parker doesn't get open. You know, they've had little blips of the Aguilar game, like balls down the field, that great catch, but very, very few and far between. And, and this group plays into the breaking of the quarterback, I think. I don't, I don't think they're doing a great job getting open when they need to get open. Uh, When he, even if he stares them down, as, as Dan Orlovsky said, he, you know, he's not reading a defense. He's looking at a guy and hoping the guy gets open. Well, most of the guys aren't really getting open. So this is, uh this has not been good for the wide receivers. D
1: no. And when they do, and when they do, sadly, sometimes Max, just not finding them like on that play that Orlovsky went over when he said like, this is an NFL offense. This is like, you know, ultimately Kendrick Bourne ends up wide open to Max, Wright About 10 yards down the field in the right flat. But by the time Mac has looked around for something to happen and stared down the options on the left side of the field that I think were his priority reads, he's never just gonna all of a sudden turn back around as the pocket is collapsing in on him, like it's in an Indiana Jones movie, and say, Oh, there's Born wide open. Like Mac's good, but he's not there yet. Still, way too much thinking, way too much thinking, not just reading, reacting, and playing. Uh moving on in the offense. The offensive line, C minus. What? <laughs> I said it straight up. Kyrie said the offensive line thus far C minus F. Wow. Oh
2: yeah. That might be a little strong.
1: That's all. That's a
2: scorcher. Okay. D
1: I go. Uh, I think I'm in the C minus category. Of course you are. You guys are such homers. I'm right not. Tackle has him.
2: been disengaged, uninterested, and a penalty machine most of the year. The left guard has been benched multiple straight weeks. The center has been fine when he's out there. Isn't out there. Injuries part of this. Downgraded part of the overlying group. Uh backup there's nothing forward, to write home about. Yep. Right tackle has been a debacle no matter who plays there. Win, cannon, just penalties. Like, the whole thing, you have your star backup, James Ferentz, who. Not good enough. Like I just. Star, star backup? Well, I mean, he's been a backup for you for like eight years. So I figure you going to be. Doesn't that, that qualify as a star backup? <laughs> uh, veteran backup, perhaps. Star backup? Okay. So, yeah. And and I would include the coaching in there. Your uh-huh. offensive line coach slash offensive play caller slash right. whatever the hell Always a, Always
1: know. a great idea. Offensive line. You go from one of the greatest coaches. Uh, one of the best positional coaches in the NFL over the last 30 years to. Hey, we're going to give you a former lineman as the assistant who's going to handle the game day operations. And during the week, here's another guy who's doing this job and the other second, most important job on the team for the first time ever. Oh, and there's communication issues. I mean, either David Andrews might be a next level genius in terms of like a beautiful mind, grease penciling on a, on a window, the schemes and the formations and the calls to the point where they trust him that much, which could be the case. Or again, it's do your job. Cool. Why does everyone have five?
2: Can't we all just have one? Yeah, they really need to change the the T-shirts and everything to do your job. Uh, just add an S to the end. It'll be easy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the, the factory will be able to pop that S on all the hats and T-shirts really easily. Mm-hmm. It won't be a problem. Um, but yeah, I just... And and the like so many of these, the offensive lines issues tie into breaking of Mac, tie into turnovers, tie into some of those things. So... I downgrade them in that area as well. So like, who's been great on the line on Wenu? like consistent, I guess he's been the- very good. He and Andrews have
1: both been very
2: good. And, now, and Cole, I do strange, understand- Cole strange had a nice
1: little stretch, but then yeah. the regression over the past couple of games has been so bad that it's actually kind of nullified or just voided that little stretch where he was so good.
2: Especially I hold him to the standard of he's a first round pick. Mm-hmm. I said this last night on our station that if he were a fourth round pick or a third round pick, where the Rams wanted to draft him and before they were done laughing at the Patriots Mm -hmm. for taking him in the first round, we would, we would look at this differently. We would say, Oh, you know what? He's a mid round pick. He's, you know, seven good games, two really bad games. Okay. Like that, that's enough. But as a first round pick who was handed the starting job, like just Mm -hmm. given like you need to be. And we also have in our minds, I think Shaq Mason, the most recent guy, Mm -hmm. but also, Logan Mankins and those comparisons and Logan Mankins was awesome. Was like an all pro caliber player right out of the gate, right out of the gate, a
1: different level of nasty Cole strange. I agree with you still needs to strengthen up. Got to work on that trunk. Uh, Trent Brown, intermittent, like, Engaged and enraged one week, and then completely disengaged the next.
2: Yeah, like I need the Trent Brown that's flexing over piles, not the Trent Brown that's and like, "run my way." What time's this game over? Can we go back to the locker room and get snacks now?
1: Yeah, and and tweeting out like you know next actor, next journey, or whatever, right. and be like, "Sorry, just kidding, J.K. I'm not being traded." Like, uh, the, yeah, it was what was the game? Was it the Bears game where he was
2: uh, three penalties in the first eight plays? Well, yeah, because Wynn wasn't there, so he felt like he needed to pick up the slack.
1: I appreciate that. He has his brother's back. That's important thing. He's a great, great teammate. Uh, Let's see. Working our way through the rest of the offense. Tight ends, D-minus.
2: Okay. um, I'll go. Wait a minute. He gives the line a C and the tight ends a D-minus? Like, for what? Yeah,
1: like, first of all, the tight ends have been asked to stick around and chip and help block and protect far more often than I'm sure they would want. Which has prevented them from being able to stack up the numbers. Uh, Johnu Smith has has seen a few more targets in recent week, and he's doing the best he can with what he's got. And what? Hunter Henry can't catch the effing ball if you don't throw it to
2: him. My tight end cannot catch the ball and throw it too.
1: I, I, they get a they get a C for me. I'm, that's yeah. I, they're getting a reprieve. That D minus. That's you. You are mis- Like you are bla- Like you're punishing both kids right now when. Neither one of them acted up, but you heard there was a ruckus in the other room.
2: Right. Like, have they They haven't dropped a lot of balls. They haven't turned the ball over. Like, they haven't... I don't know the black marks that I would put right on their shoulders. Like, they haven't been as productive as you'd like, but I think some of that is they're not targeted, and they had that little blip where Zappi seemed to like Henry more than Mac likes Henry and was a little more um, connectivity there in that Mm -hmm. time frame. Mm -hmm. And if anything, like, I know it's a low bar for a 12 million dollar tight end, but John o. Smith has made a few plays the last couple of weeks. We joked yeah. about it. He had a 24-yard catch and then finished with three for 21. So
1: <laughs> not that really like I almost <laughs> feel like if I had to make a custom t-shirt for the Patriots season, you know, like people wore the Malcolm Go layout, play call, whatever. I just want to put John o. Smith's stat line three for 21, and then just have first reception, 24 yards in the like the most Patriots 2022 thing the most John Smith thing it's just to me it's just completely endemic of how this offense is working and how the season's gone uh Kyrie also gave the coaching a c-minus what's that
2: now c-minus oh is that all coaching all coaching okay because I do think for the most part the defensive coaching, Steve Belichick, Gerard Mayo, they they carry that grade because the offensive coaching's absolutely been an F. No, absolutely.
1: this is I apologize. I would like to re, uh, redact that statement, uh, Your Honor. That's offensive coaching. What? He gives the offense
2: a C minus. Absolute F. Could not be more effing F. <laughs> fity F F F F. The offensive coaching, like literally. A giant
1: F that drops down in the sky and lands in the middle of the like schoolhouse rock style F a Sesame Street F.
2: So, so he gave the tight ends. a worse harshest grade, grade than the offensive coaching. Wow. This has really turned into me ripping Kyrie's grade, <laughs> <laughs> That's a, um,
1: but we're, do, but we're having, I mean, I, I, we would have loved to have had him on. He's got, he took a couple personal days. He's Uh, smartly, you know, attending a wedding, his friend, uh, planned the wedding during the bye week, which I thought was very kind of him. Uh, so he would love to have joined us and gone through his grades. Uh, and you know, honestly, maybe we'll see, maybe we can have him on this weekend on the show and real quick, just so he can call in from the wedding and
2: we can just be like,
1: you serious, you for for serious with that coaching and that tight end grade, because damn.
2: Yeah, because I was okay when I thought it was all coaching when I averaged out the defense. Oh, yeah, Cam coaching. McCord is redeeming himself. Right, this defensive play calling, more often than not, they're in the right spots.
1: The Patriots, I saw something last night, because heaven forbid I don't check my phone seven more times before I go to bed to see if there's any anything interesting to tweet, write about, or discuss the next morning, that the Patriots are basically second best right now in the NFL in man coverage. They're in the bottom five in zone coverage, so obviously that tells you they shouldn't be playing zone or – should stick out of the zone, that their man coverage has been great. So they're calling the right coverages with the right guys, and some of these young little whippersnappers back there in the secondary are doing a nice job, Andy.
2: Yeah. He gave the offensive coaching anything other than an F? I can't get past that. Like, I – because I I don't know. I love
1: love the fact that you're – I love the fact that your analytical tires are stuck in that grade mud right now.
2: Which – Okay, let's just pretend you're looking at the staff as a whole and you don't fixate on Judge and Patricia. Which position, coach, his position has looked so good that you want to rave about it? You know Harry, that, is the running backs? They're running backs. It's the one position people are like, yeah, you can come in as a rookie. We hand you the ball. Like, block that guy if you're supposed to block. Like, I'm Ray sorry. Right around with
1: the receivers.
2: He's trying. Is he? Kendrick Bourne's useless. Nelson Aguilar's who's useless fault
1: is that I, that's the thing I'm like, just saying
2: I can't make an argument for any of the position coaches Billy Yates sorry Matt Patricia sorry the quarterbacks coach your quarterback is in a false reality world like wh- who, how about
1: who? your how about your boy Nick Cayley there with the tight ends he probably he you want to talk about somebody
2: who's already on to 2023 <laughs> not based on Kyrie's grades though he gave the tight ends a d so how can Nick Cayley be doing a great job no d d minus d minus sorry what do we <laughs> do it like I need to ask him if this didn't, like, when he cut and pasted it into the CMS, maybe something got, like, transposed, it's not lined up correctly, like the grades are wrong. F, F, F the coaching.
1: Uh, sometimes hard, I just wish I knew where you stood. <laughs> <laughs> Before we move on to predicting how the second half of the season will go, do you, sir, have any uh, first half awards or accolades you would like to hand out for your 2022 New England Patriots, either side of
2: the ball? Sure, I will go down my rundown rather quickly. I don't know that we need to fixate on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, MVP is it anyone other than Matthew Judon? Like Matthew, you Judon. could
1: just say Matthew Judon and Ramondre Stevenson, and that would be that would be it. it could hey, be just a wait five
2: till second. I say offensive player of the year. Ramondre stevenson and then here's a fun one since okay. i gave the mvp to judon my defensive player of the year which is kind of obviously judon but now i'll give two people an award like that's mm. the little league mentality everybody gets a trophy uh dietrich wise would be my defense oh, what player. a
1: nice what a nice selection for a nice player uh making the ascension when i ran into him a week and a half ago with the andruzi a week ago at the andruzi thing I, I i told him i was like this is great you know for no one what a nice guy you are! It's great to see you making this leap. What do you credit it to? And uh, he talked about the fact that he's put in as much work as ever, but you know, his dad said his. I think his dad. He said that his dad said sometimes some people break out the first minute. Sometimes it takes people years, and he's just like a very long over. Like it's the 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 overnight happened to be a very long overnight, but that it was just a matter matter of time, and he has never shaking his own personal belief or faith in himself. Um, and he thinks he does work hard and he deserves it. I was like, yeah, hell yeah, you do. Like, you've had a chance to chat with him. He's one of the nicest guys in that locker room now, or not, maybe ever.
2: Tremendously nice guy. Um, positive guy, uplifting mm. guy for mm-hmm. all of those around him, which I think is important sometimes, especially for teams that are scuffling or going through, you know, work in progress status and those things. Right. And he's also, he'll now become, Um, a reference point for me, because I often mock people like you when they say, oh, you know, Dietrich Wise is going to be great this year. And I'd say, oh, oh, sorry, the year six jump. He's going to have the Mm -hmm. year six jump. Now we have a year six jump. Now, when people say, have you ever seen a player have a dramatic improvement in his sixth season? I'll say Dietrich Wise 2022 went from rotational player to dominant force on the edge of the defense. And I would also say somebody who deserves credit or group that deserves credit. Bill Belichick resigned him. The Patriots, the defensive coaches, they've believed in him. I think a year ago, in his, after he was a free agent, when they resigned him, some people are like, why'd they resign him? Like, what's the point of him? What does he do? Yeah. See? Guilty, as, guilty as charged. Fraud squad. Well, yep. his coaches believed in him. His GM, like, they believed in him. And there is no questioning the work ethic, which is actually one of the reasons why I would have doubted the year six jump with him, because mm-hmm. you could have sold me on a guy maybe half-assed it for a few years, and now he's like focused and takes better care of his body and he's working harder. I think Diedrich Wise worked his ass off from the day he arrived in New England six years mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. but maybe his dad's right, just like that improvement, the payoff, like there's different levels, increments, increments of improvement, increments, yeah. and, and he got there, and, and I'm happy to see it, because like we rip people that are dinks, like I'm done with Isaiah Wynn, I think he's a dink, um,
1: shame too, because he seemed like such a, a, like his, his, his emotional turn this season is one of the downsides of the way this this yep. line, this offense, the first half of the season has played out because he seemed like such a, like a, like a, a bright spot.
2: Yep. And he let the business and the, the, the competition and whatever, wear him down. And Dietrich wise has not, he's been a genuine good dude. And I'm, I'm glad to see good things happen. Uh, special teams player of the year. You mean the Nick Folk award? Uh, so Nick Folk who, mm-hmm some of us aptly and correctly predicted would be the second best player on the team after Matthew Judon back in the summer, even though people mocked me. You have the Nick Folk special teams award and then the rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. I think this Hmm. may be the most um, Hmm. interesting award. I think I know where it's going. I would say Jack Jones. I think Ah, Jack Jones has been really, really good. I think Jack Jones made a couple plays. I mm-hmm. love the swagger he brought early in the year like it's disrespectful to throw an out on me, Aaron Rodgers. Love, we need more of that. Agreed. 100%. That's We need more of that. So, and, and if I wanted to be sneaky, I would say rookie of the year Jones because I also mm-hmm. think Marcus Jones could get a uh, a little love here for his return duties and you know, for those that haven't been listening, some of us believe maybe Marcus Jones needs to get some reps on offense and see. I'm spreading I said that, as much by the, the way. other
1: night on Mutt's show. I said it on our post game show. Yep. I'll I spread it to things. NBC
2: Sports Boston. Phil Attaboy. Perry is in the mix. He believes nice. that it's an opportunity. Um, so I think he's there. And then interestingly, if we had done this two weeks ago, I know you probably would have voted for your boy. Cole strange, but the, uh, I'm Mm, sorry, when you get a month month
1: ago, maybe yes, that, that recently, no. And just to point out, uh, Andy yesterday, ESPN, the entirely sick persons network, uh, put out their first NFL rookie rankings. Number one, the sauce sauce Gardner coming in at number seven overall at on NFL rookie rankings. Yeah, boy, Jack Jones, the Patriots rookie of the year, according to Andy Hart, the first half of the season. That's pretty damn impressive.
2: Yeah, and uh they need it cuz I think they need somebody to develop into a number 1 corner mm-hmm. and swagger corner and and everything they need in the back end and that may even be needed in the mm-hmm. second half of the season. Uh I did want to say just surprises and disappointments. Okay. Biggest uh, surprise to me would be Dietrich Wise. Mm-hmm. Um this breakout sixth year that we just talked about. Biggest disappointment, I actually think there's a lot of interesting candidates unfortunately for this award. Mm. Um And the one for me, and I think you know this based on where I was in the summer, is Christian Barmore. Because not Uh, only – he didn't take the jump, didn't play great when he was out there. I know he's being double teamed, but it happens. And also missed time to injury the last month, basically, leading into the bye. Um, I thought Christian Barmore might be – in the judon wise conversation like one of these key guys on the defense week nfl.com
1: said he was most likely to make the leap to pro bowler in his second year for the patriots like that he's not going to the that pro is Bowl. hype no he's not he can buy it well first of all there's no more pro bowl it's a skills competition <laughs> right. second of all no he will not be selected a pro bowler um i'll just hand out a few randos and then we'll make our way to the second half predictions um most underrated patriot first half of the season continues to be the most underrated Patriot period the last several years, Adrian Phillips. I think that guy is an absolute ball player. He does everything. He, he may almost even fit into that mold of perfect Patriot, like team leader role player. Uh, I, I think I refell in love with him as a football player in that Packers game when he absolutely just destroyed Aaron Jones, uh, who was trying to pick him up on the blitz and Phillips came in and almost lifted him up off the ground and threw him into Aaron Rodgers. Um, Marcus Jones, potential Rookie of the Year candidate still overall. We'll see how his second half goes, if he can zoom past Jack Jones. But like you mentioned, he's been awesome. Top five in punt returns, leading the NFL in kickoff returns. And he only started returning punts and kicks just a couple weeks back. And I'll go with um, special teams Rookie of the Year slash probably working his way into the Hart's Hardo Hall of Fame. Yeah, boy, as Slate calls him, brother school. Brendan's school, he's the UDFA of the year. We'll put it that way. UDFA of the year. Brendan's, like, he's the—he's—he's he's everywhere he needs to be. He's not caught out of position. He's fundamentally sound, strong, quick, uh, gave us one of the memes, gifs of the year with handing the ball to Belichick after he recovered it in Cleveland, which was just so ridiculous. It was glorious. But also three fumble recoveries on special teams in your first nine pro games. Have a season, kid.
2: Knows for the football, and we talked about that. As soon as he signed and as soon as we saw him hip-to-hip with Matthew Slater on like the OTA field, it was like, okay, they are clearly targeting this guy to be a core special teamer, and I think he's taken advantage of every opportunity along the way. He's fast, he's physical, he seems to be around the football. Um, Yeah, The future is bright for him in the kicking game, and there's probably no better place for a guy like that to land than with the Patriots to uh, sort of grow that potential.
1: All right, so there are our grades on the offense for the first half of the season. The accolades, the awards, the pluses, the minuses, the heroes, and the zeros. Agree or disagree, tweet us up, yo, at FitzyGFY, at JumboHeart, and at Six Rings Pod. And hey, while you're at it, give everyone a follow, rate, review, subscribe, and share the podcast. We appreciate you guys hopping along for the ride, tolerating or at least stomaching all of our nonsense and the Patriots offense and helping us build this analytical football community. ready to home stretch it here as we look at the second half of the 2022 season, Andy, eight games remaining, including that four game primetime gauntlet. There's no cakewalk. There's no freebie. There's no gimme. There's no no brainer. Pardon my double negative on the second half of the schedule. They are five and four right now. Uh, Let's just whisk our way through these games, uh, give a win or a loss and a why. So let's begin With November 20th, yeah, Patriots at home. The rematch against Zachy Boy, the gum chewer. The Jetropolitans could possibly, depending on how things work out with Josh Allen's UCL in their game against the Vikings this Sunday up in Buffalo, the Jets could possibly and or potentially be playing for first place in the AFC East that Sunday. They've got vengeance on the mind. They know they threw away the first game. Their fans won't be there to celebrate just in case they get one past Belichick who's won 13 straight against them. Both teams coming off the bye. I am expecting a war. Going to be great theater. What do you got?
2: Well, I hope it's great theater um, because once upon a time, this was one of the great rivalries in the NFL, the border war and all the Parcellian, Belichick, interpersonal relationships and everything, Mangini, that went into this. Obviously lost its luster over the last... Mm -hmm. I don't know, 13 games (laughs) when the one team doesn't win. There's a hammer. There's a nail. Um, But we talked about it. The Jets were a flag away from, I think, blowing the Patriots out at Mm MetLife Stadium. That interception return for a touchdown that was wiped out and give the Patriots credit. They took advantage. Give Devin McCourty credit. He took advantage of Zach Wilson. I'm going to oversimplify it. It's all on Zach Wilson if you can be the game manager against the Patriots that you've been in other games, let the defense, let your talented weapons and running backs and make plays for you, keep the scoring down. You don't have to make plays, throw the ball away. Like if he can be that guy and I don't know if he can, like, I'm not sure the, the pads on post-game gum chewing, cocky SOB. We'll see them in a couple weeks. I don't know that that's what I want from if I'm Robert Sala. Like I don't want the cocky QB. The cocky QB is the one that gets me in trouble. I want the game manager. I want the Ho Hum. I need a Ho Hum QB for this game. Um, but this is a really interesting matchup coming out because it's a good defense. It's a good defense you just saw. It's a good defense you just saw that New York plays. Physical matchup. Like theoretically, I think a lot of people want the Patriots to have this like dramatic post buy. Ooh, the offense. Ooh, look what they did during the buy. They got it together. I'm not sure this is the feel good, get right, feel you know game to show that you got it together. I think this is losable, but I'd be an idiot to say they beat them 13 times in a row and they host them at home. So I'm going to say they pull out the squeaker in that one. Oh man,
1: I, boy am I! Is the is the fraud squad going to come after me? I think they lose this game.
2: Well, the the second half is over if they lose this game.
1: Mm, not necessarily.
0: Not I know necessarily. not necessarily. That's I think because I think
1: the Jets will be that geeked up and geared up for this game. Yes, you will have Duggar and Andrews and Barmore back, and none of them were able to play a couple of weeks ago down at MetLife. I think this is a squeaker. I do. I think this is a tooth and nail game. We're going to get something akin to and similar to the first matchup, except this time it'll be minus all of the sacks. It'll be minus all of the turnovers. And I think if you just pit these two teams against each other right now, the Jets have sorry i i know this is a tough this is tough medicine for pats fans to swallow the jets have a little more talent and if they're able yes. Belichick might be the better definitely is the better coach but at the same time well, that a might be in turn like yeah you, you understand what i've turned
0: saying. on him too. Uh, look at the squad. way you're
1: trying to mutate and mit- turn the words against me well, at least
2: last time you 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 actually predicted the patriots get shut out by the jets i'm assuming you're not predicting that this i time. don't think that's what i said at all but that's okay <laughs> Um, so the Patriots
1: lose this one by a field. It's a field goal game. They're just not able to get enough offense. Zach Wilson doesn't give them enough gifts. So sadly, I believe that one is a loss. they will be five and five. And now it's Thanksgiving night, 820. Your Turkey is stuffed. So is your belly. The family gathers around the television box to enjoy after who knows what kind of Lions game and probably an entertaining Cowboys affair. Patriots at U.S. Bank Stadium, where they lost Super Bowl 52 against the recharged and now intensified, bolstered Minnesota Vikings with T.J. Hawkinson, but you have primetime cousins. I don't think that's much of a factor in this game. Uh, Patriots, I don't think as much as they can scheme up and dream up against going against first-year coach Kevin O'Connell, too much talent again on the other side of the ball. Minnesota wins this one.
2: Agreed. You dropped to five and six. Cause literally, all I hear from fans why you'll beat the Vikings is Kirk Cousins in primetime. Like, that's such a loser's lament. It re- that was a terrible video on the plane. Dude, no, we caught
1: the, we Turp and I yesterday, producer Justin Turpin and I on the mailbag podcast named that the you like it dance. Is that what it like?
2: I didn't the- like it the drugged up dad dance just yeah i didn't like yeah that's it, a bad look it's a really awkward look and that's know, one of those where thing, like, though it's a thing at least minnesota's having fun they're
1: seven and one
2: they're laughing with him or at him
1: their quarterback
2: is dressed like
1: a like somebody out of like uncut gems or like a diamond district jeweler like looking like an absolute crazy man on the like i it's it's fun it's something to play with we don't have any of that right now he oh, no. also true. said that if the Patriots make the playoffs, he'll do
2: the Kirk Cousins dance well,
1: on the podcast.
2: So he'll never have to do it. Well, he said he would.
1: <laughs> I, I'm a man of my word. Thank you. Turp. Terp.
2: Thank okay. you for the um, yeah. I, I, I do think that's symbolic of where the Patriots are, at least in the buy that all fans are hanging their hat on is some guy's reputation in games played after a certain hour or on a mm-hmm. certain television channel. Like, you don't even have oh, Bill. Kill. I, I'd be, be. I'd be happier if people said Kevin O'Connell. You think he's going to beat Bill Belichick? He. Bill showed him everything about the game of football in the one year that he was here. Like that would be a more confident approach to this game. Mm-hmm. Other than their quarterback stinks in primetime games.
1: Oh, okay. I mean, look at how. They, Thielen, Osborne, Jefferson, Hawkinson. Dalvin cook. That's just too. And even if you lose cook, you got Madison. Even if you lose Hawkinson, you got Irv Smith jr. If he's able to make it back in time, like it's just, it's too much. The Patriots defense will hold up the best they can, but that's a night that primetime Kirk cousins does not actually beset the Vikings franchise. And they scold the Patriots. And there you and I are exhausted stuffing drunk at midnight, somehow holding Mm. on to a post game show, uh,
2: Whiskey wow. eggnogs will be making oh. fueling me in the we Oh, sure.
1: You place. as the analyst can do that. I as host can.
2: <laughs> oh, I thought you always drank before hosting. <laughs>
1: oh, look at you. Look at you. Having fun. You're lucky. I hold on. Dude. All right, let's
2: Support go. You. Next game.
1: Next game. Thursday night. Josh Allen comes back to, or is it Josh Allen? We shall see. To Gillette Stadium, where last year the Patriots couldn't make the Bills punt. Primetime affair on Amazon. Uh Bills at Patriots, Thursday, December 1st, 8 15. Andy, I think it's a better game than people expect. I think well, they do make the Bills punt.
2: So we got that going for us, which, which is, nice. is
1: nice. Um, um, I don't know who you see a quarterback. I heard earlier this morning on Get Up. Maybe there could be a chance you could see Josh Allen and Case Keenum mixed into game plans together to have Josh run a little more, let that elbow heal up a little bit. I know that sounds despicable, terrible. disgusting, but yeah. Buffalo still too much hate to say it. Patriots come out of the bye on a three game losing streak.
2: Jesus, you have at five and seven. I don't disagree. And I I think the defense in Buffalo is good. I think the defense is good. It's healthy now and going to potentially be the story of the game and be the story of the next month or so. As they look back of where they're trying to go and overcome Mm -hmm. whatever Josh Allen is going to be for this week, next week, the week after I think that defense is going to get some of it the love that maybe, you know, it's in the shadow of Josh Allen and Stefan yeah. Diggs and those guys. So, yeah,
1: they get um, home with a rush of four, Andy, like it's a great like with Von Miller and Epenesa, like they uh, and who's the other uh, Rousseau like they, they can yep. get home quickly. Milano's one of the best coverage linebackers. Now the safeties are healthy. Tredavious White getting uh, healing up more from that uh, ACL like their defense yep. is getting better. The offense has some issues right now. But the uh, and Josh Allen's health is key to where they go ultimately. But I'm not talking about ultimately. I'm talking about December 1st. Too much talent.
2: Oh, their offense has issues. I think the Patriots offense has more issues. <laughs> like So even if we're going to map it up like that, thumbs up, thumbs yeah, well, down. So, like.
1: All right. So they so they like in terms of issues like they might have an uh, a sports illustrated for kids, whereas we have like. Uh, like an issue of just like W Magazine or like Vogue, which is about this thing. Yes, like we've yes. we've got we've That's got an yeah. They have Sports Illustrated for kids. We have the swimsuit issue, yep. and it's not a very sexy edition. Wow. Of the
2: Fitzy issue. has the Patriots at five and seven. Ah,
1: wait, all hope is not lost. Let's go now. A week and a half later to Arizona, site of Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Patriots have won their last two games that they have played at Insert Name of what used to be university of Phoenix stadium. Uh, of course that would be super bowl 49 and the Jimmy Garoppolo start to the kickoff of the 2016 season. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury should, or could be the next coach fired. Mm-hmm. I watched the Buda Baker rant the other night on the in season edition of hard knocks. The Patriots are actually going to be on hard knocks. So that's fun kids. Uh, even though running quarterbacks give them fits, And D Hop looks like he's still playing at a Pro Bowl level, coming back after a six game suspension. Zach Ertz has given the Patriots fits previously. Belichick over Kingsbury now, always, and forever. So they reverse their losing ways coming out of the bye. Give me a dub on that Monday Nighter against the Cardinals.
2: Yeah, I actually agree with you. Now, I think it's losable. Um, Kyler Murray is a little banged up right now as he tends to be over the second half of seasons Mm -hmm. as an undersized running quarterback. Uh, but he is a running quarterback. Mm -hmm. Like that's a concern for this team. Athletically, we've talked about it. Like you don't have the athletes sometimes to match up with these athletic quarterbacks. I just don't think the Cardinals are a great team. They're certainly not. Well, coach, they certainly do not have a great coach that I'm going to predict again to out scheme Bill Belichick, a guy that he was his boss as a uh, backup injured quarterback decades ago. Um, So, yeah, I'll say they'll win this. But as I've told you, nothing is a layup. Nothing is a pencil in the win, and feel great about it Um, on the road against an athletic team that some people thought was a playoff caliber team. They're not playing up to their potential or their recent playing potential a year ago. Uh, but yeah, give me the Patriots. They can't lose every game and you got them losing everything. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I just, I can't see Cliff. No, at that late in the season, Murray gets more dinged up. I'm not saying that he's not going to be there, but I just can't see that even when they're at their best and their best is never where they're at because they're just so inconsistent and so poorly coached. I can't see the Cardinals, even if the Patriots are kind of down on their luck, I still see them being able to rally the troops there for a win. Now, can we get a winning streak going, Andy? Because now I'll be at this game in Vegas, Allegiant Stadium, Sunday night, December 18th. You got Tarrico you got Collinsworth, you got McDaniels and Belichick meeting once again as head coaches in the National Football League. And I'm taking the Patriots.
2: I'm taking the Raiders. You I think McDaniels can, you know, the history of uh, assistance against Belichick mm-hmm. and... I just think they're too talented offensively to continue to But they continue to wrong. find
1: ways to lose games in historically terrible fashion. You saw I it. Know. We mentioned it last Sunday in the post game from like inception of the franchise to last year, the Raiders had five games where they blew 17 point leads and lost the game. McDaniels already has done it three times this season,
2: but aren't they due to be a good offense with good Dude. talent, with good coaching? Dude.
1: Yes, no, do, yeah, do or do not, there is no try, sorry.
2: Exactly, so no, they will do. do. I got the Raiders, no. 45-6. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: going to say, you're going to owe me a lot of beers if we bet on that score. Um, no, I think it's actually, I think it's for some reason, I think this is like the Mac Jones show. That defense doesn't stink. It doesn't just smell. It sucks. The Raiders So what sucks more, the Patriots
2: offense or the Raiders defense?
1: Believe it or not, the Raiders' defense is so bad. It How bad is get, it? It makes for a get-right game against the Patriots. The Patriots will win a shootout Sunday night, and I can't wait to be at the Red Eye Flight home. Uh, may not be as wonderful, but that's all right. I'm going to be happy to be there in Vegas on the strip having fun. Now we go to Christmas Eve. Oh, goody. Love working Christmas Eve. To a one o'clock game. Joey Icy Joe, Joey Ice, Joey the B, Joey Burrow. And the Bengals probably, uh, depending on how that hip is holding up, with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joey the Mix, Joey Party Mix, Joey Baga Mix coming to town. This probably turns into a whichever one of us wins this has a better shot at a wild card or at least keeping track of the path to that last wild card. Pats are on a two-game win streak. And you know what? It's a Christmas miracle. The Patriots squeak one out
2: against the Bengals on Christmas Eve. Yeah, give me the Bengals. Um, <laughs> now, I I will say it depends what happens between now and then for the Bengals because mm-hmm. I do think they could have a lost season. They could the wheels could kind of come off there, and you do match up well in terms of their not offensive line, not great. Your mm-hmm. front is playing r- at a really high level. Assuming- Old pal
1: Ted Karras though could give out all the se- all the state secrets. Yeah,
2: I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't um, think so. and their defense and I- is kind of sneaky stinky, and they just lost their best corner for the year, Andy. Yes, except I think their offense is when it's on, not so sneaky good. It's damn good. It can score points in bunches, and it's hard for me. I'm I'm just over, gonna oversimplify it. Like I don't think this will be a low-scoring game. I know uh, you know the Browns had their way with the Bengals, so Zo says lay up over the Bengals, December twenty fourth. I don't look at it that way, and I can't. I just can't envision Mac Jones in this offense. How bad I think it is right now beating Joe Burrow in that offense. And you mentioned it. It's not just burrow to chase. Like Mixon can do a lot, you know. Probably mm-hmm. not five touchdowns like he did last week, but he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can run. Like I think he's a a a problem for the Patriots mm-hmm. in that game. Oh, yeah. Like you could say take away Chase, and I think they could still win the game relatively easily by throwing right. the ball to Higgins, throwing it to Mixon, running it to Mixon, like could be Tyler Boyd
1: Boyd for all we know because he's as dangerous as any third receiver in the NFL. That's the thing that's so vexing about the Bengals. And they're just so, like, emblematic of this season. It's like, on paper, you guys should be awesome. Why are you guys a 500 team who one one week blows out the Panthers who were coming in, you know, hotter than any team in the NFL? But the week prior, you got your jowls handed to you on Monday Night Football by the Browns. Like, I don't know. So, knowing the up and down and mercurial nature of the Bengals this season and the NFL on the whole – I'm giving the Patriots that win. Now they're on a three-game win streak. Look at that, Maybe. Andy. They were five and seven. Maybe. Now I, got I have them up. on
2: a two-game losing streak. They're
1: at eight and seven. And happy New Year, everybody! New Year's Day, 2023. The Miami Dolphins come to town instead of Miami playing earlier in the season, as they have for the last couple of years in Foxborough. Tua, who's four and zero at this point against Bill Belichick, which is just mind blowing, comes in. The Miami Dolphins, who I believe will be a wild card team. With that ridiculous offense, Tyreek Hill possibly trending towards a 2,000-yard season. Jalen Waddell, inarguably the best second receiver in the NFL. Jeff Wilson, great trade. Bradley Chubb, dynamite pass rusher. They're going for it. They're going to try to porker us Russ. Like, this is happening. And yet, you know what? Tua doesn't like the Colt. You know, Tua likes playing in Alabama in a dome on New Year's Day with Coach Saban. He doesn't want to go against the pro equivalent of Coach Saban on an icy, frozen Foxborough New Year's. Give me the Patriots and Bill Belichick finally getting one against Tour, as Wiggy calls him, and the Miami Dolphins. The Patriots have just won four games in a row.
2: Yeah, Patriots lose three games in a row, the Miami Dolphins. Assuming it's not stupid weather, and we really have no idea what the weather will be like, it could be 47 and sunny, or Mm -hmm. it could be 12 and windy or whatever. Um, Somewhere in the middle, I just think, that speed, that offense, Tua is playing at a high level, and you look at the defense, you add Chubb. And mm-hmm. I know the Patriots kind of held them in check on opening day, did a pretty good job other than that you know, issue between Duggar and Bentley in the middle of the field that uh. gave the catch and run. Um, I just think that offense is, is pretty – speed kills, speed kills. And I think there's a chance they are a better unit, both in terms of talent and – efficiency and comfort. Like they've have played a whole season together. McDaniel has played a whole season, learning his weapons. Like he's hitting his stride. I just give me the dolphins. Okay. Well, obviously there'll be no
1: playoffs. There'll be no mid January football. There's no hope for Andy Hart in the second half of the season. Final game Sunday, January 8th in Buffalo in Eh, whatever they call that new era, uh, rich deal, new, 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 new mark or whatever. High mark stadium. High mark. Yeah. High mark. Yes. You're obviously not giving much of a high mark to the Patriots. They go up to Buffalo. I don't know. See, I would have given them a chance ish a chance adjacent, if you will, ballpark ish. If Buffalo was still the wagon that we all thought they were earlier in the season, but with potentially the AFC East playoff seating, First seed in the conference, all up in the air and or at stake. I think the Bills have to play this one competitively. This one, not even close. The Buffalo Bills circle the wagons and then put the New England Patriots over their shoulder, power bomb them through a table purchased at Costco, chug some fireball.
2: Patriots finish the season nine and eight. And sadly, Andy, they miss the playoffs. Uh, Yeah, I think they missed the playoffs. I actually don't even know what record I have them at now. I'm not even sure I'm going to get them to nine wins. You had them win the Jets game. You had them win the Cardinals game. That's two. So I got them at seven. I think you have them at seven. That's it. Okay. So they may finish seven and 10 because I think they lose in Buffalo. And this is a theory that I espoused uh, on TV the other night that Tom Carn was like, I didn't even think of that. Like this, if this Josh Allen injury doesn't necessarily directly affect the Patriots, I do Mm -hmm. think it could affect the bills to the point where they can't rest Josh Allen in that finale and you can't steal one that might allow you to get in the postseason. season cabingo, especially in this day and age with the singular seed, number one seed and singular bye atop the conference. So the bills are at home. I'm assuming Josh Allen is playing. They're playing for something that is bad news all around for your new England Patriots. Uh, I think you lose, you'll probably make them punt because that streak will never keep going mm-hmm. forever. But, oh. uh, I think the Bills win and the Patriots finish seven and ten. And
1: woo, woo, the only place season? you'll see me doing this is here like this. Never, yep. never with oh, the specs, yeah. never with the jewelry. Yep.
2: yep. You can keep that sweatshirt on that you've had on for like three straight <laughs> weeks and straight on through the end of the season. My pod shirt. Come on, everyone has a
1: pod shirt. Come on.
2: Uh yep, Patriots
1: finish nine and eight, which Ooh. was my prediction for the season. Sadly, they do miss the playoffs. And uh, one can bemoan their fate or say, oh, if you'd only Uh, gone forward against Green Bay, or if you had just showed up in the opener in Miami, or if you didn't let the Bears shock you, out-prepare you, and run all over you. We'll see. Justin Fields may now be emerging as the best quarterback from the 2021 class, taking four spots in front of Mac Jones. We'll see. All I do want to see, I want to see Ramondre stay healthy. I want to see them engage the receivers. I'd like to see the Jones brothers on the other side the uh, point protection society, if you will, some people call it the defense, continue their ascension. And above all, I got to see Mac Jones play a couple of good games, Andy. The second half of the season will be a modest success, if you will. And I can't believe we're having to alter our expectations as such. I need to see him play a couple of good games. If I do, then this will be a um, W of a second half, if you will, even if they miss the playoffs and finish a game behind last season.
2: Yeah, I can actually agree with that because – you know, some of my record alteration is like I would have thought they would have beat the Bears at home on Monday night. Like I lost a game there that I expected. You to weren't
1: alone in that one, buddy. Right.
2: So um, I don't think they're going to be in the playoffs. I never thought they would be in the playoffs. Maybe crazy stuff happens around them that lets them sneak in. Who knows? But you're right. Big picture, long term. I don't know how happy Robert Kraft will be, you know, as he points out another year where he says, we haven't won a playoff game now in four years. I don't think he'll necessarily be happy. Mr. I want to be a contender every year. You're not a contender, but your best path to being a contender, we all know, is finding a quarterback. We thought you found a quarterback last year. Reassert your confidence and your comfort with Mac Jones so that we head into the offseason saying, get Mac a receiver, get Mac a this, get Mac an offensive coach, whatever. But you want the sentence to start with get Mac because if the sentence starts with find a quarterback, you're porked. You're absolutely porked. Woe be the Patriots and
1: Patriots Nation if we don't have an answer at the quarterback position by the end of this second half of the 2022 season, which includes that four primetime game gauntlet, smack dab in the middle. Good job by you as always. He's at Jumbo Hard. I'm at Fitzy GFY. Thank you very much, producer Justin Turpin, for helping us put all this together today. If there's something you didn't like, blame Andy or Terp, because yep. I think I did an A-plus job. The only A-grade handed out today. Nope, well, probably not. Kyrie
2: would have made up a new grade for you <laughs> that was better than an A. He's Mr. Positivity.
1: <laughs> Please tune in to us on Saturday, 1 to 3 on WEI for the and Heart program. No six-rings post-game show because no game. We are on the bye, a well-timed buy. So reconnect to the family, have some fun, enjoy a stress-free NFL football Sunday here in Week 10. And we thank you, as always, for joining us, listening to us, tolerating us, being enraged and debating by us, whatever it happens to be. We appreciate you being part of the Six Rings football community. Fahat and Fitzy and sometimes Shime, Kyrie and his ridiculous grades, producer Turp and all of his chirps. Thanks for listening to this edition of Six Rings brought to you by WEI, Odyssey, and 2400 Sports. We will talk to you next week. And as always, good day, God bless, and go Pats.
2: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports.